All right, welcome to another edition of the Single Track Session, part of the Trail Manners Podcast. I am your host, Eric Manning, and we have a co-host today. In fact, uh, before the podcast, we went on a run. We took both of our dogs, so of course, Gunner, the trail captain, and Gus Walmsley went with us. Uh, our guest who's been on the show before, we'll welcome back, is uh, Debbie Farka. Hello. Hi, Debbie. How's it going? Good. So we've had plenty of prep time. We've been uh, running, eating pizza, and brainstorming, right? And so uh, we have a guest host. We have a lot of topics to cover, so we're going to buzz through these, but it's really good for people to get a, a better perspective than just me. Your perspective is great. And we'll see after this show, probably for sure. So <laughs> well, it's a it's a two beer show. Am it I is something away. So, so let's let's. She just gave it away. So <laughs> it's going to be a two beer show because I had soccer practice, which wore me out. Then running. Um, so I'm going to start with one of my top three beers right now. It's from Mother Earth. It is uh, part of the Resonator series. It's the Say When, and it is spectacular. And that's the one I've already cracked open so if i hadn't i usually crack them open so it's half gone you had to have something to drink with your pizza i did so we had some spartican pizza from lucky slice had some artichokes some chicken some feta some tomatoes not potatoes tomatoes (laughs) um so we've had a good start to the show and we'll we'll talk about the second beer once i open it um because that's the second beer i've never had before so this will be a new one for the show um, but we're going to start off, and we're going to give uh, – so me and Debbie have kind of prepared a little bit of a show, but this is one she wasn't ready for. Um, this is going to be all new, and we need your answer. So um, we had a guest a few – it's been a month now that sent into the show. She runs by herself sometimes, and she was curious what guys think, right, when they see a woman run by themselves on the trail, not what you do, like step over to the side, but what goes through their head, right? And so we had that, but then someone chimed in and says, what do women think when they're running by themselves and they see a man or men on the trail? What, what are they thinking? Um, what do you think? When you're running on the trail, it's like you and Gus, just you two. You're not with somebody else, and you see a guy. What goes through your mind? Well, you got to qualify, what is the is the guy a trail runner? Yeah, tra- is the guy on, a mountain you're, biker? You're on the trails. Is Let's, the guy a creeper with sunglasses and a hoodie that's on? That's what you need to figure out. Like it's just a guy on the trail. Just a right? guy on the trail. Yeah, and you you're by yourself, and here comes a guy. <clears throat> here comes a guy on the trail. Says he's running. We'll just say running because we talk about running on this show quite a bit. Okay. So you see a guy running on the trail. Say he's coming towards you. Yeah. What's what goes through your head? Not what do you do, but what goes through your head? I, I don't know. I, this is like it's such a weird question. I mean, I okay. Like you okay. think right away. No, you're okay. Thinking, okay, where's my mace? Um, Do I have a gun? No, no, no. I don't think where's my mace. I Although said, I do I said run mace with and it. Gun, and you said three nose. So from time to time. No, if I ran with a gun, I'd end up shooting myself. I mean, let's just let's just not even know. Um, but I usually, I mean, I guess I just usually think, is he going to move? Am I going to move? Who's going to move? Okay. You know, if it's just a runner. Um, and then sometimes, this is probably revealing way too much, but nope, we, ta- we talked we a little bit about this, this earlier. Like, I usually assess their attire. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, he's overdressed. Is he underdressed? Oh, you, you know, he's shirtless and in shorts. He must be really fast. Or Why is he running? Did that guy start at Ben Lomond because he's got a beanie and tights and a jacket and gloves and mittens on? Um, and, and then and then it's, hey, how's it going? And then if they don't say anything back, then I get really irritated because I think that's impolite. <laughs> Do you ever get nervous? Um. No, not if the person is doing and enjoying the same activity that I do and enjoy or doing something that's outdoorsy. You know, if they're mountain biking, running, they're with their family or if they're with a dog, I don't usually get nervous. It's um, the creepers on the trail with a hoodie and sunglasses that make me nervous. So what do you do? Like if a guy was you're, you're running down the trail, you come around a corner and there's a guy just standing there giggling. It's you. <laughs> I say, hey, Eric. <laughs> what's, what's that's not that? funny. That's 
not funny. It's not me. <laughs> I don't giggle on the trail. Just stand there. Um, I probably run faster and just like speed on by and kind of maybe take a mental note of what he had on. And if I do have my pepper spray with me, I'll make sure it's handy. Get but one in I, the chamber at that yeah, point. <laughs> yeah, but to to the point of the person that said, you know, the girl runs alone sometimes, curious, you know, what's going through people's heads, and maybe she's a little nervous about running on the trail. When I'm alone running, or if it's just me and Gus, I always have my phone. Okay. Always. Always have my phone. I try to always remember my pepper spray, and I have it handy. It's either in my hand or in my pack, um, just because people make me nervous. Okay. I'm more afraid of people than I am of animals. Okay. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, is eye contact important? I always make eye contact. What do you think from the other person? Do you think, because we've had someone say eye contact is like, if they make eye contact, they usually feel more comfortable. If they don't, it makes them edgy. Yeah. Like if the person you're looking yeah. at doesn't make yeah. eye contact back. Yeah. And I think it also sends a signal like, hey, I'm here. I see you. I'm I'm taking note of you and who you are. And yeah, so if that person doesn't reciprocate, it's kind of like I was saying, if, if they don't say hey back and they just mumble or kind of look away, yeah, I get a little bit more of that twinge of hmm, odd, odd character, you gotcha. know, but. See, and so I came at this like, this was a great topic for me because here's how I came at it. Like, I don't make eye contact. It makes me nervous to make, like if, if someone's running towards me, especially if it's um, a girl, a female is running towards me. I sometimes get nervous to make eye contact because to me, I'm thinking, I don't want them to think I'm checking them out. Right. Well, it's better like, to have eyes up here than you like oh, I look being down all squirrely. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing though. Like for a while I would make, I, you know, I'm nervous around um, the other gender anyway. So I'm on a trail. I'm like, man, I don't want them to be nervous and I don't want to think I'm like checking them out. They're here to run and I'm not. So I sometimes wouldn't make eye contact. And I'm like, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty friendly. So I'm like, Hey, good morning or whatever. But that didn't process in my head until someone mentioned it. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So there's people that think I'm a creeper because I didn't look up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think eye contact is important and I'm speaking for myself here, you know, female study of one, but I would prefer it if you made eye contact with me because you're acknowledging me. I'm acknowledging you. Like I see you, I'm taking note of you and Hey, it's just, it's kind of friendly. Um, Whereas, yeah, you could send off the wrong vibe yeah. if you're not. I'm, I'm used to that. I do that a lot. <laughs> send off the wrong vibe a lot. So, you know, either way. I just usually, like, if I'm running and, and you know, I'm looking up and the girl looks over, I usually run past them. I look down at my dog, Gunner. I'm like, hey, they were checking us out, Gunner. That's how I take it, just self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Even if they were just taking a mental note. If I see that guy again, I'm going to freak out because he's following me. But that's not the case. So, <laughs> anyway, that's a great answer. I just like, uh, ever since that topic came up, I'm always interested on what other people think because, again, I've lost my own headspace a lot of times. So the seasons are changing. We talked about that. We had a great run. It was beautiful out. Um, we probably we ran about 7 p.m. Yeah. It was still light out. Um, but with uh, the weather changing, some of the things that happen are there's more people on the trails. So as trail runners, as trail advocates, we need to remember a few things. Right. So let's start with a personal one of the two personal experiences you've just had recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our four legged friends. Um, we really need with more people on the trail. There's more traffic on the trail. Um, and we are both and I am a huge dog lover, but dog owners need to take another level of responsibility. The more people get out. Right. Because you had a bad encounter last week. I did. I did. Um, I was running. It was just me and Gus out by ourselves on a Friday afternoon. Beautiful day, just like today. Warm, sunny, lots of people out on the trails. Um, And I came up on some folks and um, didn't see this dog initially because he was in front of his owner. And when the owner turned around to see me, to see who the, you know, who's coming up behind him, he got a look of fear in his eyes and lunged for his dog, but it was too late. And his dog was on me and he was on Gus and ended up pushing me off the trail. And it was just, it was a little bit of a scary encounter. It could have been a lot worse. Um, but I just implore you, if your dog is aggressive, if your dog is aggressive, do not ever let them off the leash. And if you are not 100% confident that you can control your dog on any trail condition, no matter what is coming at you or what your dog is trying to get after, just leave them at home. 
just leave them at home because it's just not worth it. You know, it's not worth it to hurt somebody, you know, been dealing with a really sore knee ever since then. And just really glad that it wasn't worse. And I'm really glad that his dog didn't get Gus um, worse than he did. So just be responsible and, and really think about that because, you know, if I had a kid with me, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think it's always, it's famous last words. It's always like, well, my dog isn't aggressive or my dog likes people or my dog's friendly. Those are usually famous last words for some people, right? Yeah. And so I'd look at it this way. I, I run with Gunner and generally I run in the morning when not pe- many people are out. So I take him off leash, but I can control Gunner. Like without a leash, he'll stay by me or if I call him, he comes towards me. On top of that, especially in the, when you're running, when it's dark, you see headlamps. So you usually know when someone's coming, I leash him right up. Right. I always do if anybody's around and I get sometimes, oh, you didn't need to do that. We like dogs. And it's like, well, I don't know that. And there's some people I know and personally, they're terrified of dogs. So it's not just a matter of my dog's friendly. It's like, well, maybe you hate dogs, maybe whatever. So I think it's for me, it's a courtesy thing. And on the flip side, I don't want anything to happen. that's going to hurt my dog. So if a mountain bike comes around the corner, not saying that he would, you know, if he hits my dog, he's going to get hurt. I'd feel bad. But if my dog gets hurt, I'd also feel bad. So. For me, it's the same thing. It's like I've been jumped on so many times by friendly dogs, and they were friendly, but they still jumped on me, jumped up all excited, and I don't want that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I have a dog I'll play with. So anyway, we've talked about it on the show before, but just like she said, be be mindful. Uh, me and Gunner had it, like you mentioned, if you can't control them, there was a local, I'm not going to say their name, but there was a local pet place in the Ogden area, and they were at a trailhead walking dogs. There were two women and six dogs, and each woman had each woman had three dogs. I mean, Gunner came around the corner and they literally, one was a, I'm not going to say which kind because people would jump on it, but it was a big, strong dog and it pulled her and she fell and hung onto the leash for dear life. And it oh, came no. after me and Gunner. We ended up going down the side of the mountain, um, almost falling off the mountain a little bit off this trail because it was coming after us. And Gunner's the biggest wuss, so he's not going to protect me. <laughs> I'm a wuss. I'm not going to protect him. It was like every, you know, every creature for themselves at that point. But Again, she couldn't control them. Yeah. And so it's still an issue that way. I know there's a lot of dog lovers, and there's probably more responsible dog owners out there than not, but the seasons are changing. You know, we got to be a little more careful because things happen, right? right? And we can avoid those. So, all right, that was your first uh, interesting thing. The next one it has to do with a guy on the trail, right? Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's tackle that one. What uh, what else happened? We talk, what do we, we call them judgers? Judgers. Judgers. Trail we call them judges. trail judgers. TJs. <laughs> TJs, we like to call them here on the Trail Matters podcast. Yeah, and full disclosure, I just admitted that I do this, you know, <laughs> as people are coming towards me. I think so. we all do at some point. <laughs> so, you know, I think we all do. So I'm sure, you know, this is a great example of what I was thinking he was thinking. So um, running along the BST north out of Rainbow. And again, beautiful day. I've just been trying to really enjoy the weather. And, um, you know, I'm out in shorts and a long sleeve t-shirt. I have my hat on, you know, and that's it. It's plenty warm. No shoes, no socks. <laughs> well, okay. Shoes and socks. Oh, okay, okay. I got shoes and socks. On. I thought you were embracing mother earth. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it, running along, headed uphill and this guy's coming downhill towards me and he puts his arms out. Like he's kind of like, Oh, Hey, you know, like a longtime friend. And I'm, I wear glasses and, and I don't wear them when I run. And so I'm kind of squinting i'm like do i know this guy i don't this doesn't look familiar you know running along get a little closer get a little closer and i realize i have no idea who this man is and as we get close enough to actually speak to one one another um he's a little bit older gentleman and beanie long sleeve shirt jacket zipped up gloves basically it was jim skaggs (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah but it wasn't jim i mean he was dressed like jim or joel because joel is notorious joel hatch you are notorious for overdressing (laughs) joel doesn't listen to the podcast so he's not gonna hear it so we're good yeah um you know and he he's dressed like it's you know eight degrees outside and he looks at me and says, where are your clothes, young lady? <laughs> like, uh, right here. Yeah. Good. I, I just gave it right back to him and said, aren't you dying? Aren't you hot? <laughs> Can I borrow some of yours? <laughs> it's really cold. Can I borrow that beanie? Um, no, it, it was just funny, and it was it was a good trail encounter. It was friendly. He was laughing. I was laughing. It was, um, but trail judges, you know, you run by those people. You're like, oh, my gosh, how is he not freezing? Or Or anything. Or any, right? yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of that. And it's funny you say that because right when you said that trail judges, I started cracking up because I think on some level, everybody is is that way, right? 
I mean, you see people on the trail. That's kind of it's not a bad thing, right? We're not judging them as human beings. Like, no, oh, that guy dresses so with so many clothes. I bet he's an a hole, right? We're not saying that. <laughs> no, no, We're no, just no. saying he's got a lot of clothes on. Yeah, right? and I don't mean it. I don't. When I say trail judgers, I don't mean it like negatively either. You know, snotty or you know, mean spirited. But it's just. You know, you you know how it is. You look at somebody, you're like, oh my gosh, I'd be dying if I was wearing that many clothes right now. Or usually it's me. I'm like, man, I wish I had those shorts. Yeah. Those are cool. Where'd you get your shorts? Because <laughs> yeah. we, because me and Joel talk about it a, a while back. Um, not just trail. We have nicknames for people we see all the time on the trails. We don't know their names. We come up, and it's not meant to be rude. It's just for us to communicate. It's like, remember that one guy in the boots? Like, yeah, you, know, you remember Dozer? Oh yeah, I remember Dozer? Yeah. So we have nicknames for him. So, but that's funny. I think uh, uh, trail judges. I like I like that. I, we've never talked about trail judges <laughs> in that form before. And again, it's not mean spirited, folks. We're trying to be all inclusive and all happy. Let's see what else we got going on. So I'm going to bring it up because I, um, I shared it via social media, and it was a great little article um, written by Jason Coop, who works for uh, Carmichael Training Systems. Eight things ultra runners can do to improve training without an additional step. So I don't mean step forward or nine steps. So anyway, an additional step. So they're pretty good. One, he and I'm not going to say if I agree or disagree, but it's a good article we shared, and I'll have it in our show notes. Um, number one was track volume by time, not miles. And I've heard that both ways. Again, I think a lot of it, it comes down to what you're used to. Um, what do you think of that one? Uh, I think it's a good rule of thumb, especially when you are coming off of a winter or some time off, extended time off, especially. Um, I know, you know, in the past I've had some wonderful uh, coaching help, and that was something that really helped me initially when I was first in base building mode. Um, but it was difficult to have that mind switch. You know, you're used to saying, oh, I need to go get a X mile run in order to be prepared or to help build my base. But to just not think about miles and just go, I, I'm going to run for an hour today or I need a two-hour run and just doing what you can do in that time, I think it's a really great tip and it's something that can really help you um, take the pressure off. You know, if you only have an hour and you wanted six miles but you couldn't get your six miles an hour, whatever, it, I think it's really great, you know, and, and I think personally both are important depending on where you are in your training and where you are in your headspace. And I think one that's not on these steps, but again, as trail runners, I think it comes into more play than, say, someone that runs on the road is, okay, I'm going to go out for four miles. Okay. So I'm thinking in my head, a normal four mile run. What if that four miles is Malin's? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's completely, so Malin's where we're at, it's like 2,000 feet of climb in two miles. Right. Right. So it's a different, not just time, not just miles, but the actual, I don't know, route, I guess, or, or, if there's vert or not, and then there's, you know, different variables once you get into that speed. You know, if you're doing a, a quicker workout, some with pace, or if you're taking a recovery run. So I think there's a, that could be broken down to me a little bit more, not just time and miles, but, you know, based on the run itself. Absolutely. Uh, number two, use rate of perceived exertion, forget pace and heart rate. Um First of all, I always forget about my heart rate until it reminds me, um, which is generally quite a bit. Uh, I've never trained heart rate-wise with a heart rate monitor. I've never paid attention to it. Generally, my, my rule of thumb is if I pass out, I'm going too fast, and I should slow down, and I usually fall. No, I mean, you, for me, I can – and I get – I un, totally understand the whole training in your heart, your zone, right? I totally get it. I'm not against it. I think people do what they need to do. But for me, I'm just not that caliber to where it's made a difference in my life, right? My heart's beating. That's solid. If it goes too fast, I absolutely know it. And I usually go by on, you know, if I can talk or not. If I can't talk, I'm like, oh, boy, you better be careful. Yeah. Um, so I think that's number two. Um, and I think that one's interesting. And I think, again, so many of these can be broken down to the type of runner you are, I think, too. Or what, you know, what works for you Um what helps satisfy whatever need you have. You know, there are some people that are very data-driven or, mm -hmm. you know, um, running based on their heart rate zones makes sense to them and it works for them. You know, we have a good friend who does that and um, it works for her. Yeah. 
for me, that's just too much. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Um, for me, it, it's, it's the rate of perceived exertion for me. Like you said, if, if I feel like I'm going too hard, I'm probably going too hard. If I can't talk when I'm running, I'm probably going too hard, but, um, depending on the workout or the run that I'm doing. So I, I, again, I think, um, you gotta, with all things like this, you have to choose what works best for you and what you're going for. Like for me, if I have a heart rate, I usually celebrate it because that's a good thing, right? Like when I wake up, if my heart's beating, I'm pumped. It's like, it's gonna be a let's good hit day. the ground walking, right? So I think heart rate's good. Number three, eat more plants. Good advice no matter what. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a vegetarian, a vegan. It doesn't matter. I think eating plants, depending on the plant, like I wouldn't eat the one sitting on your table right now. It's a money tree, right? Don't eat it. Yeah. So... You don't have to. But I think, yeah, eating more plants, that's a good thing. We had some salad tonight. I feel totally refreshed. Pairs well with my beer. Number four, super common in ultra trail running. This is one I learned right out of the gate. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's huge. And I think this one kind of sometimes sums up runners' races. Like the more you can deal with being uncomfortable, I think the better you do most of the time. It's, I think, when you're uncomfortable and you... Suck it up, right? Sometimes you hear that all the time, um, but I, I think this is a great one. You're gonna, not, you're not gonna run your race and feel great the whole time. I don't care if it's 5K, half marathon, marathon, 50 mile, 100 mile. You're not gonna feel great the whole time. So at some point, you just got to deal with it. The better you can deal with it, the better you're gonna be. And and knowing it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. And just know that you're gonna hit those lows, you're gonna hit the highs, and you're probably gonna hit them more than once. Like, oh, I'm through my low. It's a 50-miler. I hit my low at mile 20. I'm home free, right? And that's not generally <laughs> the case. Um, number five, hike more. Can't disagree with that. I do that a lot um, when I run and race. Even today, we started our run. You said, do you want to walk or run this? I'm like, let's walk it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. If I get a choice, we'll can walk it. Um, but I think that's a good one. I think you hear that a lot, especially with races like a hard rock, some big, if you can hike at a good pace, it's more efficient, um, and I think overall, you know, if you train hiking, right? It's like I can – people say, oh, I ran Malin's the whole thing, which is 2,000 feet of climb. I mean, that's great, but at some point, you're going to want to walk it fast too. So I think that's a good one. Hike yeah. more. Number six, run inspired. Yeah, I get it, right? I mean, if you're listening to the podcast when you run, you're going to be inspired. That's my thought. Mm -hmm. That's my self-promotion. Mm -hmm. um, if you're running, I think, if, to me, running inspired is almost like running because you enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it or if you're not inspired, it's generally you're not enjoying it. And that's when you need to reassess why you're doing it. My personal thought. Now, if you're in a race, that's different because you're not going to enjoy every step of your race. But if you're training, you're out there and you're not into it, that makes sense. How about this one? Number seven, rest with intent. Yeah. I think a lot of ultra runners especially struggle. Oh, yeah. With rest in general, it's forced, it's painful, it's uncomfortable because I think inherently most ultra runners are so used to being out there going, going, going that rest is so hard. Um, and so I love that, you know, rest with intent. Like it, it you have a purpose and it is to rest and it is to recover. So I love that. And it's really difficult. <laughs> well, so here to make it more difficult, listen to what uh, he, he says on this. Um, so what does that mean? He says, it says, turn off your phone and meditate for 15 minutes instead of checking Twitter and mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. If you have a recovery run planned, do it as slowly as possible. Instead of watching TV, do some body work with a foam roller or massage ball. That makes sense, but it's hard. Like sometimes you just want to absolutely veg out, right? Like yeah. what, whether it's watching TV and you don't like, for me, it's like, I know massage, like stretching yoga is a necessity, but sometimes you turn the TV on you're like, Oh, hold on. This is NCIS. I haven't seen this one. And you just get, you know, so you know, it's like crap. I just binge watch season 12, right? And you're sore when you get up. So I think that's hard. Listen to this one though. This one's pretty neat. Set your bedroom up so that it's cool, quiet, and without electronic distractions. I think that's good advice. That's, that's, that's just good sleep advice. But, but you know what's what's interesting? So this whole three sentences we read, let's go back 15 years. 
yeah. 20 years. Right. Like, right. That's how it really was, right? Like, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have Instagram. There was no such thing as social media. Flip phones didn't have very good screens. Yeah. Right? So you didn't have to worry about those things. TV, there's not, there wasn't nearly as much on. There was not Netflix. There wasn't Redbox. There wasn't Hulu. There Just wasn't anything. The on-demand. Yeah. There. So it's interesting how times change. It's almost like we're making things convenient, but in certain aspects, we're making life more difficult. Right? Unhealthy. Right. Too, right. right. All right. Here's number eight, the final one. Focus on the process, not the outcome. That one's pretty legit. I think. All right. So you have a goal, right? You're, so you're thinking about the outcome. They say visualize. That's a big thing, right? Still is. I mean, I went through it. So visualize what it's going to look like. Sometimes I think that's a difficult to do when you're focusing on the process to get there. And sometimes we want to jump two steps ahead, right? So instead of focusing on what I need to do, like right now I'm not in very good shape and I, I can't say, okay, can't wait to finish that 50 miler. You know, <laughs> I'm so excited. And I'm like, man, I just did three and my calf hurts. Right. <laughs> so sometimes I think that's hard, but it makes sense. It's like, and I tell all runners, myself, all my soccer kids, the same thing. I'm like, training is the work, the race, the game, that is the reward. Right. So when you're focused on, the hard work, come race day, don't look at it as difficult. It's like a celebration, right? And I think to me that's kind of what this is a little bit, is focus on what you need to do to get there, and once you're there, it'll work itself out, right? Anyway, that's that's a, I'll put the, and I'm going to write myself a note. We'll have that in the show links. But we're, I'm interested, we posted it, and we've already had some people comment on that, <clears throat> on some of the things, but I think Jason Coop always writes great stuff, so... All right, let's move forward, move forward a little bit more. So I, I mentioned to you, um, you're new to uh, co-hosting the single track session. There's a race coming up this weekend. It is called the, um, it's the, the what did I, what's it called? The uh, the Nine Trails? Yeah, but it's, uh, I'm going to find it. It's, I should have it off the top of my head. The Nine Trails 35-mile endurance run. It's in Santa Barbara, California. Um, it's a steep, scenic course. Uh, since 1990, but this is the fastest group they've ever had, and they're expecting both course records of the fall, both for the men and the women. Uh, there is one link on Trailrunner Magazine that calls this the most stacked race for 2019 is a race you've never heard of. Well, I've heard of the race, but I see where they say that. Most stacked race is debatable. Yeah, it's early. It's early, and we already know who's showing up for Hard Rock. We already show who's showing up for Western, if they're all there. But listen to some of the names. Um, I'll just break down the women's field first. These are just some of the names. Cat Bradley, first at Quicksilver 100K last year. Sarah Cotton, first at Mount Hood K in 2017. Jay De La Rosa, first at the Sky Mountain Race. Chrissy Mel, my favorite of all time. Taylor Nolan, who's crushing it right now. And Sandy Nypaver, who just won the Moab Red Hot Field. That's just the women's side. Now, that's not even all of them, but that's super deep. Now, the men's side is ridiculously deep. And the course record for the men is 5 hours, 40 minutes. Chris Brown, he just won Black Canyon 60K. Nicodemus De La Rosa, uh, he just he won Orcas Island 100 Mile last year, but he's also a Barkley finisher. Uh, Chris Danucci, Jimmy Elam from Salt Lake, Tim Frerick, so one of the Cowboys, Jesse Haynes, Jared Hazen, uh, Cody Reed, Eric Sensman, Jim Walmsley. Like the whole posse will be out there taking names. Um, so that's super stacked. Yeah. I think uh, you've heard of Jim Walmsley, like your dog's named somewhat yeah, after him it's a fun or story. it's the other way around i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know it's one of the ways around anyway but yeah i've never heard of someone calling it such a stacked field already i think if everybody shows up healthy it should be a fun day yeah well uh, it's early so hopefully everyone's still healthy this season i hope so because there's a lot of those names have a big year ahead of them um and i want to talk about this race i've never heard of this race okay it's called the sandlot marathon so what comes to your mind? The movie? The movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So a deep breath for a corn. So listen to this. <laughs> yeah, sweet and hot. <laughs> That's how I love it. Um, so this is run uh, as a marathon on a snow-covered baseball field in Minnesota. It's 384 trips around the bases. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? So can you imagine that? No. Wait, so is it the same direction? I can't answer that. Like, I don't know anything about other way, than that. 
but I just know, first of all, how do you do that? With right? how many entrants? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. Let's see. I'll see if I can find any more. But 384 home runs, right? Um, let's see. Overall marathon. Let's go. I don't even know. I'm not even going to pretend I know. But there's a half. They call it the minor league half marathon. <laughs> but I can, in my head, like I can't do four laps around a track, right? That's yeah. to mean mind numbing. <laughs> 384 times around the bases. You would have to at some point go the other way. Right, you'd imagine you'd have to go both ways in this race, right? <laughs> <laughs> At some point. <laughs> well, you would hope so, but yeah. how logistically, like I said, depending on how many entrants they have, how are you going to do? How do you like do you, so? If you have a lot of entrants, people are going to run more than that because you have to go further around, right, to get around people. Yeah. And technically, that's longer. So at the end of the day, it could be well over a marathon. I don't know. Anyway, I saw that one. I've never heard of that one. I had to bring it up because we haven't talked about races for the last few weeks because, there, number one, there hasn't been a lot, and there's just been so many other topics to talk about. Um, I want yeah. some live coverage on that sandlot. I don't. <laughs> I want I, Logistically, I just want to see how they do it. I can't imagine there being a whole lot of snow left on the path, right? You just stomp it into the ground. <laughs> like, you got to have – that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I would never – yeah, no thanks. Bat not my end. cup of tea. No, there's a lot of those out there. There's yeah. a lot of that not my cup of tea. Um, one thing also we're going to bring up, and this is something that I've had conversations with you about uh, recently and a few other people is, um, and, and a lot more people are turning off social media. You hear it all the time. Hey, folks, I'm leaving Facebook for a while. It takes too much time. I don't agree with it. You know, whatever it might be. And we talked about this. And so this is like a public service announcement from Trail Manners. And it says, people don't judge your life by social media. Yeah. Because here's what happens is people have their greatest hits on social media. In, I don't care, Instagram, Facebook. Still the ones that always get me kind of giggly are when people post photos with like a quote from, you know, someone popular. Thomas Jefferson, right? Somebody really popular. You know, like The Rock. Um, <laughs> it does always get me, right? I'm always like, okay, that's a good one, right? Yeah. But at the time it takes to have all those or Google them, hands down. But, yeah, it's like people show – I'm going to say most people. I'm going to really pigeonhole this one. They show the greatest things in their life. But, folks, trust me, there is a side B to this album, right? Yeah. There's the the slow song. There's the, the struggles, you know, like – I just ran, you know, 47 miles and my hair looks jazzy, you know, <laughs> dude's got the sweet looking, you know, whatever. What, what's popular right now for the dudes? High shave sides with a feather off to the side, maybe. And they still look jazzy. But man, it, there's so much more to that, right? So saying this, because there's a lot of people, we, you see it all the time. Runners, Rob Carr had a great article out, people battling depression and people like going on social media and looking going, gosh, my life's hard or my, you know, and I hope more people go, I love my life, right? That's what I hope. But just a public service announcement is there's a side B. Yeah. That's, that's the thing you need to understand. I enjoy when people post those, right? It's usually like, God, I woke up this morning having a great day. Dropped my coffee, stepped on my dog poop in the kitchen. You know what I mean? It's like those are the ones I'm like, that's my life, dude. You know, virtual fist bump right now, you know, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a – your public service announcement is to remember that, that is, you are seeing somebody else's greatest hits. You're not seeing all of the, the normal, the nitty-gritty, like you said, the dropping the coffee in the morning or – you know, the kid's temper tantrum as you're trying to get out the door to school, whatever. I mean, but it's also a call, I think, for me um, to be authentic, be more yep. authentic. And don't be afraid to to show the not so shiny bright side of your life because we're all there and we're all doing the same thing and fighting similar struggles or just doing life, you know, and it's it's never perfect. It's mm -hmm. never the version that you're seeing on social media. And and real quick, I think I made a mistake. Gunner's my dog sitting right next to me. He's never pooped in the kitchen, so I think he felt bad when I said that. He did. He's never pooped in the kitchen, so sorry about that. But yeah, I think it's it's important because we talk about that a lot. I mean, everybody goes through lulls. Everybody goes through valleys, right? But just remember that what you're seeing, 
is not always the real deal. Or it's just part of the real yeah, deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, it could be. It's like, yeah, they triumphed, right? But you yeah. don't know what it took to get to that point, right? Right. So that's just a that's just a lovely, lovely public service announcement um, that we have uh, for the Trail Manners podcast. All right, next up, um, we're going to tackle a few things out of order. I'm going to talk about our uh, people on Strava last week, and then Debbie, being the guest co-host, has selected the Woody Footy winner um, that we'll be using for the picture. So Trail Manners, uh, leaders Dan Hawk, 97 miles, Tim uh, B-A-D-E, I would say Tim Bade. Bad. Yeah, bad's too easy. Like, I mess up names all the time. But, yeah, 23 oh, hours, cool 56 name. minutes. It is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, and climbing, Aaron Hill, 19,061. So, great job, everybody there. Real quick, though, we just talked about favorite names, and last week was uh, Monday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday is a day of the week. It was St. Patrick's Day, and I, all day long, think as a trail runner, I kept thinking of, I wish Patty O'Leary was racing, because <laughs> I would totally cheer for him. That's my favorite racing name still is Patty O'Leary, super fast guy. But anyway, congratulations to everybody. Our Strava group is up to 563 members, and now it is time for this week's Woody Footy. This year, it is sponsored by good friend of the show and uh, obviously fanboy of the show, Turtle Miller, mm. um, with uh, Caldwell Banker in St. George. So make sure if you're looking to purchase in St. George, if you want to buy me a place to get away from in the wintertime, <laughs> go see Turtle. He'll take care of you. He's a good guy, and he's also the uh, sponsor for Woody Footies for this year. And we're working on the logo, and Debbie just gave me a great idea for finishing up a logo here pretty quick. But anyway, Debbie, who uh, who did you select for the Woody Footy winner, it was not easy. It I wasn't mean, I, easy. I've, I've heard you and Joel banter back and forth about how difficult it is, yeah. and it really is hard. It is hard. It's really hard. I think. Can we do some shout outs to people that Absolutely. had some like, great photos Absolutely. that maybe didn't win? Yep. Um, Steve Hernandez. Yes. And the Ogden Half Milf. Yep. It was <laughs> a. If you haven't seen it, there's an actual like pole pole on the Ogden Parkway, and it says. On the side, in white lettering, half milf. milf. Now, obviously, it was supposed to say half mile, but <laughs> someone got creative and took down that little uh, outward bottom of the E. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, though. Very funny. Very funny. Got a good laugh out of us, Steve. Um, good job. Um, Amy Butler, those trees, Vermont, I think, is where yes, she's running. she is. Beautiful, beautiful. But, 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 the big winner... Um, the big butt. Yes, yeah, somebody who I just adore, Ty Drainy, Canyonlands. That was awesome. Such a great shot. That was a good shot. Yeah. And uh, they were all great. We need to see more. We were down this week from normal. We've been up to the like, 70s before in pictures, but I think a lot of people are coming out of the winter. I'm surprised the weather's been so nice. That yeah, I'm hoping this Sunday we get crushed. But yeah. we had a lot of good ones. So there's two things to this. There's There's... Like a lot of numbers of it, and then there's like quality numbers of it, right? And I think we had some very high quality photos this week um, from everybody. So, so thank you for that. Uh, next up, got to throw it out there just so everybody's aware. If you're local, um, it usually helps for this one. But we have the uh, Ogden Trail Running Festival coming up. That is May 3rd and 4th. Um, registration for the 10 mile and the 4 mile Gibb Wallace race are open on Ultra Sign Up, but this just in. Amr Sport, <clears throat> Sports Factory Outlet is hosting another sign-up night on Friday, March 29th. If you come down to Amr Sport Factory Outlet, Joel will be there. I will be there. And if you register, you will get an additional 30% off outlet apparel, accessories, and footwear if you sign up for the race that night. So mm-hmm. we did this once before. People came in. We're buying soon-toe watches, loading up on shoes and gear. So it's, okay, the outlet is cheap. It's like already discounted. Now you get an additional 30% off. That's so, a screaming deal. Yeah, right? And, you know, Joel and I will be there. They're going to be open until 7 p.m., so they're staying open late for us. So if you want to run the race, come on down. We'll have some Trail Manor swag there. There's also going to be a group run uh, and a Solomon shoe demo. Like, we're bringing it, right? We're bringing it. So show up. Um, the store will, uh, the demo is going to be run by Blake Palmer from the store. Anyone's welcome to attend. Run's going to start at 5, just a few miles along the parkway. Somewhere close to the store, so you have plenty of time to come down, demo some trail shoes, road shoes, whatever shoes they got there, demoing. You'll demo those, sign up for the race, get an additional discount. 
like I said, we'll even have some trail manner swag, especially for those that sign up. We'll just, you know, throw in a hat, a buff, you know, whatever we bring down. So don't forget about that. If you're not around, that's fine. You can still go online and register for the Gib Wallace races. And the Kids K is open up. We've got registration already coming in for that. We're capping that at 200. We sold out at 100 pretty fast last year. Uh, don't forget. And we want to thank our, our beautiful sponsors for this year. Obviously, our title sponsor is Solomon and Amr Sports Factory Outlet, along with our good friends from Palisades Ultra Trail Series, Ogden Trails Network, Gear 30, and the Kids K sponsor, Mackenzie Exhibit. Um, here locally, if you're looking to sponsor the race, hit me up, manners at trailmanners.com. Or if you want to put a booth up on Saturday, same thing applies, manners at trailmanners.com. Hope to see you all there. And we really hope to see you at uh, registration evening at Amr Sport Factory Outlet. So whew, that's like our commercial break. So it is time now, after that commercial break, it is time to open a beer I've never had before, coming to you from Ballast Point Brewing Company, which is one of the ones I really enjoy. It is a one I've never tried, though, a Fathom, <laughs> Fathom, F-A-T-H-O-N, Fathom IPA. It's not Fathom, it's Fathom. So I'm going to put my microphone down, Debbie's going to sing, and I am going to open the bottle. Okay, so here goes the first one. So, like I said before, the first one was the Mother Earth Say When. Just get it. Try it. Drink it all up. It's good. You won't regret it. This one, here we go. Smell test. Decent. (laughs) Sniff test. Smells like a glass bottle. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm feeling it. It's okay. Um... Yeah, it uh, it's not going to be one of my favorites. It's six point by volume, six percent. It's a little bitter IPA, a little more bitter IPA for me. You didn't get the bitter beer face. No, I'm past that. I think that's just a normal face. Like they have the resting bee face. I just have the resting bitter beer face. Yeah, it's a it's a good beer. I would go with say when still anytime. Um, I'm gonna have another sip just to make sure I'm not being mean. Yeah, I mean, it's not my style. I can see where people would really like it. But, uh, yeah, I probably won't buy another one because there's just a lot of good ones out there. So that's the number two uh, beer for the week um, that we'll talk about. So we're going to get into a couple Ask Trail Manners questions. Mm. And so you're involved with this because um, you're part of the Trail Manners party. So the first one, um, here we go. And we kind of talked about this. I kind of prefaced this one with you a little bit. It says, after you posted on Facebook, question of the week. We do a question of the week every Saturday. The question of the week last week was about new gear coming. So new gear that's coming out that it's not, maybe it's not out yet. Maybe it is up to you. What pieces of gear are you looking most forward to? And they asked me that. They said, hey, with that question, what are you looking most forward to? Well, funny you should ask that because <laughs> I love gear. Let's get that straight. As you pull out a list. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me get my book out. No, I've only brought a couple to the table because it's the ones I'm like kind of really jazzing for. So one of them I already got. It's the Patagonia Houdini. Um, it's the the new. It's not the Houdini. It's the and I wish I had the name of the top of my head. It's the newer one. Um, it's a little heavier than the Houdini. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. Is it? waterproof it's not waterproof but i think it's more water resistant Mm -hmm. than the houdini is um it's a little heavier obviously because it's what's supposed to be so i mean it's not trying to replace the houdini the houdini is what it is and it's going to be iconic forever whether you like it or not um this one is called the houdini air jacket retails at 169 unless you know a guy um not me um, 169, it weighs uh, 4.1 ounces, so it's a little heavier than the Houdini, but basically it's it's in between the Houdini and the Airshed, and the Airshed has been my go-to favorite jacket for the past two years. Mm. Patagonia Airshed, nothing in my opinion. That's my favorite. So this one's supposed to fall in between those with breathability. Um, I love it, and it's pretty sexy. It's I got the gray one with the green, and uh, it's pretty pretty hot. So, yeah, that was one, so I already got that one. The next one I haven't got yet because I just haven't is the new Patagonia vest. 
Um, we've seen that one. I've seen that one. Uh, Joel's talked about it when he was uh, part of the Trail Manners podcast before he, you know, left. And being by myself, Joel. It's the slope runner vest. They have an eight liter and a four liter. Um, it's pretty. When you look at it, it's not the most sexy vest out there. Agreed. Right? I saw it the other day. It's gray with some uh, greenish yellowish trim, kind of like the jacket I bought actually. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, um, but it looks super functional as far as pockets go, especially if you like to carry stuff up front. So I'm looking forward to giving that one a whirl, um, but I don't have it yet. Next up is going to be the new, they're not even out yet, is the new FKT shorts by Rabbit. Um, I talked to the folks at Rabbit. They're not out yet. Their stuff is hitting right now, some of their new stuff that looks really great, but the new FKT is not out yet, um, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, shoes. I'm a huge shoe guy, and as most listeners know, if you know me, I'm a Pearl Azumi wearer, and I still have a few pair left, thank goodness. But did you stock up? I sure did. I absolutely have a storage unit full. <laughs> Not full, but I've got, you know, a good seven pair at least. Um, but I'm always looking for a new shoe because they're going to be gone soon. I'm trying to wean off those. So I keep trying different shoes, some new balances I've tried, some ultras. Um, I tried some Hoka's on this weekend. I tried on the new uh, Challenger 5. I tried the Torin on again. I still like that how that feels. Didn't buy it. But the ones I'm looking forward to are from Nike. So they've what? they've had the, the Terra Kiger and the Wild Horses. And last year's model of Wild Horse, I wasn't a fan of the four because it was really tight around my front of my foot. It was like kind of weird, but it looks like they revamped those. And there's only been pictures of them since last fall, but I think those launch first of April. But those I'm really looking forward to. So the Wild Horse is going to give you more cushion. The Terra Kiger is more of that minimal, low to the ground, not a ton of, you know, ton of, it's more like a pure grit, something like that, something yeah. with a you know, lower stack height, but I'm really looking forward to both of those. I've heard good things about them, but I haven't tried them on, so that's what I'm looking most forward to. And then after that, um, that's all I got right now. There's so much stuff out there, though, but that's the ones I'm looking most forward to. Actually, let me take that back. I also bought something else from Patagonia, and it's their <laughs> new running top. So the new running shirt they have. So they came out with their, their line changed a little bit. Um, it's the Air Chaser shirt. Retails at 49 bucks. Absolutely drop-dead comfortable. Um, not a ton of... Patagonia, one thing I noticed they did this year is they didn't go big on colors. They've got some, like, the blacks, the grays. they got some blues. And then they have this, uh, I don't know, kind of yellowish color. They call it some... They don't call it yellowish. It's like yellowy green. Yeah, right? something, yeah. Like, something like that. So, um, But that shirt, I bought the black one. Because I'm totally, you know, it's called uh, F-O-L-I-O-S. How do you pronounce that? Folius. Folius Green. Um, that's kind of their new color. But anyway, the, the Air Chaser shirt, I've got one of those, and I was really happy. You and went I wore that sleeveless, tonight. right? I wore that tonight. They don't have that in sleeveless. Mm. But I, it's one I wore tonight running, the black one, and I love it. So that's what I'm looking most forward to. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? So you asked me this the other day. I did. I tried to prep you. Prepping. I tried to prep prepping you. Prepping me for this. And and my answer was, I am such a creature of habit. And I'm not a gear junkie. Like, I love listening to you and you and Joel when he was on the show with you guys just geeking out over new gear. And I'm just, you know, I've got got my, my Solomon vest that I love. I'm used to it. Love running with that thing. I um, I run in Innovate shoes. Yep. And I will live in those shoes until they ruin which them. Which ones? Do you know which ones you have? I don't even know. See, those, that's what I was going to say. black and orange ones over there. So she's got the new black and orange Innovates. <laughs> <laughs> she's They're such not a, even new. She's such a gear junkie. I'm such a gear junkie. No. Um, and, you know, I... I Are you I, looking forward to the new Sony Discman that's coming out? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I mean, I, I run shorts, tank top. Which is good. Nothing. I got nothing. Like my, my socks. Okay. The one thing that oh, I do no. get excited for oh, is no. a new pair of socks. But what do you wear, though? Why are you judging me already? Because I'm a trail judger. A trail judger. <laughs> you brought it out. I bet that girl wears toe socks. Oh, <laughs> That's God. totally what you think when a girl when gets I came, tired. Well, because you, you're when looking I came at in, their feet. When I came in the door and you invited me and me and Gunner come in, you had orange toe socks. And I looked down. <laughs> I was like, God. It's like a freaking episode of Sesame Street. Hey, don't, don't knock my toe socks. Too late. 
I don't even know how to say it. Is it in Gingy? In Gingy. Yeah. They're the best. I've tried them multiple times. Can't do it. I love Maybe it's the 30 minutes and all the calories I burn putting them on. (laughs) Putting them on. Yeah, that's bonus. (laughs) Turns me off to them, but no, that's not that's not a bonus. My run my run window has closed by the time I get them on. (laughs) I got 45 minutes for a run and I took 30 put on. I know. My dog just looks at me the whole time like, well, that was a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I you know I found those years ago. I don't even know who recommended them. Probably Brian. I think it was probably Bert or Ernie. <laughs> um, but it, they're just my favorite. I don't get blisters. I'm, I'm lucky. I don't. Tr- I don't have trouble with my feet usually, and I think part of it is because of those socks. And I do get excited when I get a new pair. I love socks, so I can't. I can't. One thing I knock is their toe socks, but I love socks. So yeah, you know the one. The one thing I will say for ladies out there, um, I did find a new to me brand. And so I'm kind of particular. I guess the one gear piece I am somewhat particular about is the tank tops that I run in in the summertime. I don't want a tight racer back because then your pack starts to chafe and it's just really painful. I can't stand running in a t-shirt in the summertime. So I need like a wider back tank or not quite sleeveless, kind of in between. Muscle shirt. Totally. Muscle shirt. Mm -hmm. So I'm into. You're with me. Yeah. Cut my Def Leppard shirt up. Yes. Yes. Um, It's Wazelle. Uh, okay. is yeah. how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a O-I. Christmas drink. Wassel. <laughs> Wassel. Wassel. <laughs> O-I-S-E-L-L-E. Um, and they have a great women's tank okay. that covers the back enough. So I bet you don't know the name of it. Absolutely not. I, you want me to go grab it? Nope. Because <laughs> it probably doesn't say it on the front. Girls, just you know how to use the Google? Get on their website and you can find it. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I won't. Um, okay, so. You're so judging me. <laughs> oh, it's a we're way past that. Um, so there's that. Um, what about tube tops? Those are coming back, I think. No. no you wouldn't no. wear one of those? Nobody, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I wear them sometimes at the dog park. Like I told you earlier, like people, you got to do, you got to run in the early morning when yeah. you wear that stuff. Otherwise, you got to beat off your fans with a stick. Just mm. No, takes away from your runtime. It does. Like putting on in gingies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're looking forward to then, right? All those pegged, total named total, I'm not gear. A, I'm not a gear junkie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. You're a very small percentage of this population. I can but an important you are. You told you're very <laughs> much. Population. You're very much. We appreciate the B-side. <laughs> <laughs> so... So next up, we have another Ask Trail Manners question. I'll let you participate in this one. Oh, thank you. Because it was kind of pinged hold towards me because we haven't had guest hosts. It says, uh, Eric, you hit some good concerts last summer. What's on the schedule for 2019? So let me ask you that because I've got my list already. Of course. I've got tickets already. Is there any concerts you're looking at for 2019? Because, you know, music and trail running really do go hand in hand yeah i I agree i agree and i am a concert goer i love live music um the ogden twilight concert series um bob moses okay we'll be coming to that i haven't heard of bob moses i have Um, to listen to that yeah you're gonna have to i'll send you a link um i like links yeah i'll send you a link so you can youtube that um so i'm looking forward to that i need to get some tickets to that Bob Moses concert. And then I have a couple others that I, I want to look and see um, if, when, where they're touring. Um, I found a new group, new to me group. I don't know how long this should be good. been on the scene. <laughs> Sticks. <laughs> Ario Speedwagon. <Totally>. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Journey. No, 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 no. Um, the, the band is called Camp, and it's spelled with two A's, C-A-A-M-P. Okay. I haven't heard of them, so you win that one. Thank you, Pandora. They popped up on you know just a playlist that I was listening to, and I've been totally digging their their album. What kind of music are they? Uh, sort of indie rock, a little bluegrassy. Okay, sounds you know. like something I'd like. Yeah, I think you probably would. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping that they're touring somewhere close by, so I can maybe go see them okay. um, in concert somewhere. And I did just recently see, I believe, that Mumford and Sons are coming. And they I, are. I, I got my tickets. Did you? Mm-hmm. Are they sold out? No. They're okay, at USANA. Good. Oh, yeah. But they, most of them are, they're over half easy. Yeah. yeah I got Mumford and Sons tickets. Yeah. So, and then 
total confession. This is not one I'm super looking forward to, but my daughter asked for Ariana Grande tickets for Christmas. Okay. So she got those. So okay. I'll be I'll be going to Ariana Grande. You're gonna love it. Yes. I can't name one song she. I sings. can't either. I can't either. But it I, sounds like a, a like a meal at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> can I have number two? Can I have the Ariana Grande? Grande. Do you want an enchilada sauce on Mole. top of that? <laughs> Mole. <laughs> so what's your list then? Where are you? My going? list. So here's here's these are ones are all the ones I'm naming. I have tickets for already. So I'm with you. There's a, a my daughter's favorite group, and we go every time they come. Except I'll probably be outdoor retailers this year, but she has tickets. Uh, Train is her favorite, and they're coming with the Goo Goo Dolls, which is pretty cool. That's a blast. From yeah, the past. right. So that's pretty cool. So I got tickets to that one. I also got her tickets to Hugh Jackman. He's coming to town to do some singing, some Broadway stuff. Yeah. So we're going to that. She loves him. I've got uh, Mumford & Sons tickets already. I've got Dave Matthews Band tickets, which is my favorite, and I've also got Toad the Wet Sprocket tickets. For real. They're coming to the depot. So that's what I've got nailed down. But I'm super excited and waiting for um, Red Butte Gardens because their schedule announces in April. And they always they sell haven't out quick. announced yet. No, and okay. la- they have a few bands they've announced. Um, I think Stray Cats are coming. Um, there's a couple others. But uh, last year's lineup was ridiculous, like amazing. So I'm hoping they try to top that because there's a couple other bands I'd love to see. Um, my, one of my favorite Indigo Girls. And I know they're touring because they're going to be in Idaho. So I'm like, okay, they'll be there. They're always here. So I'd see them. Um, I'd love to see uh, the Avett Brothers again. That was such a great Saw show last, last year. Last year, that um, was awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's all I have right now, and I don't really know, for me, who else is touring right now. It's still early yeah. for our summer concert series, but uh, yeah, Toad the Wet Sprocket, which I'm guiltily looking forward to, Mumford & Sons, Dave Matthews Band, Hugh Jackman, Train, and the Goo Goo Dolls. That's a pretty good Solid lineup. lineup. It really is, and that's just to begin. So last year, I crushed it. Had like my best concert year ever, and so this year, I'm just going to keep going. Just got to keep building You're going to one-up it. Yeah, keep recycling cans, buying tickets, whatever I need to do. Stand at the corner at the gas, you know, the gas station with a sign. Help, need money for tickets. That'll be me. So that's my answer to that second and two, only two uh, Ask Trail Manners questions. So we're going to finish it off with uh, a couple things. Do you have anything else you'd like to discuss, like to add, like to throw into your first uh, single track session co-hosting? Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this on our run okay. today. Um, and I, I was probably breathing way too hard to listen. <laughs> <laughs> we were going downhill probably too. <laughs> um, I think this would be a really interesting topic of conversation, and I'd be really interested in what the listeners think. Um, what are your irrational... Oh, yes, I remember this one. Irrational trail fears, <clears throat> trail running fears. So give us an idea of what you mean, what irrational trail... Like if you're out on the trail... What, what are your irrational fears that's going to happen, right? Is that what you mean? Um, could happen. It okay. might be um, just your imagination. It could be the um, small possibility of something like this happening, or it could just be completely wackadoo irrational, right? Okay. I'm afraid of Sasquatch. I can't ever run Hidden okay. Valley because Sasquatch Let's not lives put that in the there. Wa- Let's not put that in the wackadoo line. Okay. okay. That's still pretty true to my heart. Vampire bunnies. Yeah, I can do. That's yeah. You know. Okay. So I, I mine my Your my irrational fears ir- of going on the trail. <laughs> Tube tops. Yes. Okay. You nailed it. Um, irrational fear running in the dark alone. I don't know if that's irrational. I know so, a lot of people like that. So yeah, I know I'm not alone in that. That you know. Um, and I have told myself for years, I'm going to get over this fear. I'm going to get over this fear. Just suck it up and do it. Because when I, once I get out there, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's actually making myself get go there. in the morning, in the dark, alone. Yeah. Um, and it's, I told you earlier, people scare me more than animals. I'm not mm-hmm. really all that worried about animals, although I know that's a real possibility. But I, I just have that in the back of my head, the what if, the crazy Druggie is on the trail and going to get me, you know. Um, so it keeps me from going sometimes. and I go out in the dark. I'm like, come on, man. you giggling around the corner, I told you. come on, man. Yeah. Um, so so it's, it's somewhat irrational because, you know, the likelihood of something happening is pretty small. Um, but it's real for me. Yeah. And, and so I'm curious. What are your irrational fears? You know, is it vampire bunnies? Is it? 
Sasquatch? Is it? Huh. I don't know if I have any. I think running in the dark, just get on a treadmill in your basement and turn the lights off, see what happens. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the way to get used to it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen on a treadmill in your basement with the lights out. No headlamp. Yeah. Maybe a candle in the corner. Mm. Maybe some patchouli oil. I don't know. I don't know if I've it's got... It just got really weird. It did, right? <laughs> I don't know if I have any irrational running fears. Snakes. You were afraid of snakes That's not today. irrational, man. Those are everywhere, and they're bull. It's too early. It doesn't matter. I w- yeah. Therefore, snakes irrational. Snakes are real. It's not irrational. It's it's real, and they they suck. So let's see. Don't snakes. Disagree. Irrational. I don't know. I guess it's not irrational. I guess I think about it once in a while. Because I'm known on the podcast for the guy that takes his shorts off to use the restroom um, when I run. Although I will say there's so many converted people now that have actually came up to me and says, dude, that's amazing. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing it because it's easy. Because <laughs> it's convenient. Yeah, I do it for the euphoria. Um, I would say <laughs> irrational is when I go back and my shorts are gone. <laughs> yeah. Right? That shorts. would freak me right out. Yeah. Like I would probably just be the person they find six months later in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> right? I wouldn't try and do some survival guy and, you know, get some aspen branches and whittle its skirt. I would just lay there until, I don't know, a tweaker came by and then took his Lungies jean jacket. And shorts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have an irrational running fears. I mean, because I, I don't think the irrational, like the snake one's not irrational. Okay, so maybe irrational is the wrong term, but what are your trail running fears okay. that that are very real to you, that other people kind of giggle at you or think you should just get over it. Yeah, no one's going to giggle at me it, when I say I'm sometimes scared of snakes. Maybe it keeps... They'll be like, yeah, word up. Real word. Um, maybe it keeps you from going out sometimes or whatever. Like, I mean, laziness? I'm just... What? Laziness? Is laziness. that an irrational fear? <laughs> I just get lazy? Should I go running? Nah, I'm going to sleep nah. here. <laughs> this is comfy. My quilt and comforter are fresh. Um... Someone might steal my shorts. I think there's some out there. We talked about it. Like someone's like, I'm deathly afraid of trees, right? It's like you're not going to run in the woods. I'm afraid of spiders. Spiders. That's not irrational, but they're out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, I think a lot. Like, okay, here, I'm not afraid of it, but one thing that I don't like is being like the first in the morning and you're running and it's all the cobwebs hitting you in the face. Oh, I hate that. Like, you know what happens? It's not irrational, but I hate it. You know it's coming. Especially when you run with Joel and he's in front of you because he's so short. <laughs> Like, I don't get them from the neck down, but from the neck up, I'm just getting crushed, right? <laughs> so, I think that's one. I hate that. Um, the worst is when you can see the spider. Just open your mouth. It's a little snackage. Yeah, a little bite. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm curious, too, what are, what are people's, because some of them are legit. Like, there's people with all over the world that have some crazy fears. Like, my daughter Aspen, I love her to death. If you start coughing, she takes off running. Why? She will, because she thinks you're going to throw up. Oh. She's absolutely horrified, not scared, horrified of someone throwing it. If I sit there and go, oh, she runs. And she'll turn the corner and she gets this fear in her eyes. She, Dad, are you okay? <laughs> like, it's it's funny. Because if you, literally, if you start coughing. She'll, so is she afraid you're going to vomit on her? No, just vomit. Like, we'll watch a show and if someone throws up, she's like, she'll almost start crying. She oh. hates vomiting. Like, she does it. She's money at it, though. It's like, she's like, she's got it down. When she does it, but she's terrified. Like at school, she always, Dad, today at school, this girl next to me was coughing so bad she was going to throw up. I ran to the pencil sharpener. You know, something funny. <laughs> so, But there's people like, I love you, Aspen. Um, but there's people like have irrational fears, I think. Yeah. Whether it's, well, I'd like to hear them. Yeah. Like some I don't think are rational. But well, yeah, what are your fears? Dark, running in the dark, I hear a lot though. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, sometimes I still feel a little weird if I'm by myself in the dark. It's still kind of creepy to hear a noise. You're kind of like, ah, crap. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's legitimate to you, you know, yep. whatever the fear is to you that is keeping you from doing what you want to do, or, or maybe it doesn't keep you from doing what you want to do, but it's always there in the forefront of your mind. I'm just curious, like, what those little things are, because you know there are some... I, I think sometimes, I don't know if it's irrational or not, sometimes if I'm running a new course, like a race... I get nervous that I'm going to miss a turn. Yes. Or if you don't see a, a confidence flag, even though you know it's the only trail that you've been on and there's no, you haven't seen a, a, a marker for a while, I get nervous. And I'm yes. like, I know I'm on the trail. I look down. 
yep, those are hopeless. You start watching for those footprints. Those are ultras. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It's like, I don't know, maybe people just die running earlier, yeah. you know, because you haven't <laughs> seen somebody for so long. Yes. It's so funny. We were talking earlier about that Bigfoot 200. So I yeah. paced Harrison um, last year, and I had a couple of those moments where, you know, we we're kind of alone for a long time, and there was no turns. And you, you know that in your head, like, okay, I know I didn't miss a turn because there are no turns, but am I still in the right track hopefully i didn't get us lost oh god what if i got us lost <laughs> you know, start looking for footprints in the dirt in front of you or listening extra hard to hear another runner look like you're watched oh we should have been there six miles ago oh jeez. or when someone comes up or you're you catch up to somebody and they're like i think we missed a turn and they're like <laughs> son of a you know it's like man did we you know or or you just thinking we did and then yeah i hate that's one that makes me nervous still yeah i i'm not good with maps like I don't really look at maps well, for I a didn't race. Have one for that any, race. Any, it doesn't matter. It's a race. Like there's people that are hardcore with that. Like they know the turns. Oh yeah, I looked on the topographical map and you turn here. I'm like, I turned at the squiggly line that went this way. Yeah. I just don't. I just follow. <laughs> I just hope that they're marked well. And that's not good for people out there. Don't follow my advice. But I don't do well with, you know, turn right at the pine tree. I'm like, mm, which one? Right? <laughs> so I think that's a fear of mine. I get that a lot in race. I had that last year at Twisted Fork. I got nervous. I missed a spot because I hadn't yeah. seen something for so long, even though I knew it wasn't. So I think that's one. I think that's it. That's all I got for creepy missed turns. I think other than that, I just want to give a quick thank you so much. And I hope people know I'm sincere when I say this. Uh, Patreon supporters, uh, we went from 24 to 26 so we picked up two more so we're halfway to my goal of 50 plus one um so i want to say seth waddups and eric lewis thank you so much every freaking dollar helps it's much appreciated i mean that sincerely i hope you're not just thinking that but it does help the show continue with all the costs and things we do um so i want to thank our patreon supporters um we got some cool stuff coming up we got some new shows coming up some new guests so those that are at that certain level can ask questions i'll, I'll send the what do you call it? The Patreon post, if you will. And uh, after talking with Debbie tonight, we're going to, uh, Trail Managers are looking to change a few other things and improve a few other things. So hope everybody likes those logos, doing some video stuff. Um, once I decide if I want to, you know, change, shave or not, you know, I want to make sure I look good for the camera. Cleaned up. Cleaned up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have for this week. I also want to uh, let everybody know that um, if you have any suggestions, topics, people, anything else, just send them my way, manners at trailmanners.com. Other than that, I want to give a huge thank you to Debbie, not just for being on the show, but for taking me on the run and buying the pizza. That's yeah. just a win-win. Two. Yep, that's two wins. Yeah. And just being a guest on the show, I think it's uh, it's great to have you back on the show with us. Um, other than that, thank you so much. Love it. It's fun. Uh, thanks for listening to Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 130. Don't forget to check the show notes. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.